welcome everybody to one of Poland's top 100 sports shows, Drop the Gloves Podcast. I am your host, Charlie. And I am Mike. Welcome everybody to this week's installment of Drop the Gloves. And you heard me right. We are in Poland's top 100 in the sports category for podcasts. So Poland, thank you for making us so popular in your country. Thank you. Thank you very much. It blew my mind when I read the email because I got an email uh, from this Carlos guy saying, hey, I want to give you guys some great news. You are number 58 in Poland for Apple Podcasts. And I was like, what? (laughs) You've got to be kidding me. So, Poland, again, thank you. Yes, thank you very much. We, We appreciate it. I mean, my gosh, if they keep it up, USA's got some competition. Yes, they do. And yes, I, I yes, mean, because USA is our number one most listened yeah. uh, country, but now we have four. Four, okay. We now have four countries, and one of them I called. Yeah, I knew you would. <laughs> so, United States still... Number one. Number one with 91% listenership. Okay. Poland is number two with 5%. Okay. So, keep, so Poland, bump it up. Got to bump those numbers up. Um, we now have Canada, oh Canada, at a full 1%. They just popped up last week, and now we have at less than 1% Finland. I'm stunned because Finland was our very first country. It was country. the cheers. I, I'm taking it was the cheers when we did the toast. I'm not going to apologize for the toast and the thank you that we said in Finnish. I'm not going to I'm not going to apologize for that because we don't speak Finnish. No, no we don't. Uh, we speak authentic American English, sarcasm and trash talk. I am not going to I'm not going to apologize for no. not being able to say two words that we've never said since. So Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to I'm not going to apologize for that. But I I just with I mean Finland what happened? You you were the first country to put us on the map, and now Poland has overtaken you. It's 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 either it's either the toast or we're not talking about enough hockey. <laughs> if that's the case, tell us. We'll talk more. Yeah. All right. Hockey news has been uh, rare rare in the past couple of weeks. It it really has. I mean, because there's other stuff going on. I, and this is a sports podcast. It's not all hockey yeah. all the time. If that was if if our show was all hockey, we would lose a lot of our listeners. Yeah. And that because if it was just hockey, that's a very select small group of listeners. But with us covering the NFL, uh, NCAA uh, sports, baseball, hockey, a little bit of wrestling here yeah. and there. With covering those five, that is why we have the listenership that we do. So, Finland, I'm not going to apologize, but I am going to say what happened. That's all I'm going to ask is what happened to you guys. Because, I mean, Poland took me by surprise, and then when I saw Canada popped up, I was like, yes, I knew it! I knew they were listening to us. It's out. It's out now, Canada. You, I, I said it here on this episode. <laughs> you, there's no hiding. There's no going back. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and that and if and if your friends know you're listening to this, well, now or didn't know, now they do know. <laughs> yeah. And that, so I thought that was pretty cool in the listenership side of things. And I was just telling Mike before we came on the air that we uh, our top five episodes uh, have been like some of the most recent ones we've done. Exactly. And that uh, getting fired up and is it March yet are our top three are yeah. tied for third. Um, March Madness featuring Daniel, my brother, last week uh, is sitting at second. And then the top two listens are the after the Super Bowl and the fully loaded shows. And that's so I was pretty cool in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for a while there, the hockey is back. Or yeah. no, no, not the hockey is back. It was the Mike is back episode was like at number one or two. For I mean, it kept fluctuating. Yeah. And that. Huh. Maybe I need to talk a little bit. More. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you need I mean, to talk I about just, more. You know, I just like. I, if I if I have something to say, then I'll chime in. But I mean, Charlie, you know, knows knows more about like the hockey aspect of things. Granted, I've followed hockey for a while, but I'm still learning rules and names and <laughs> whatnot. So yeah. I I I just and I don't like butchering people's names. So I mean, you can't help it at times. I mean, I still say, or when I look at Andre Vasilevsky yeah. uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning, I always like spell it differently in my head than what it's actually said or pronounced. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, see, I would never have said it like that if I knew that's how it was spelled. Well, you know, but. So, but yeah, thanks, Poland, Finland. Hope you come back. And Canada, you're out. Your secret's out. You're listening to us. Thank you, Canada. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not making fun of Canada. I called it. I knew Canada was secretly listening to us. <laughs> they so, just. They just needed to get to that full one percent mark yeah. to where it was like, okay, we got. We got. Yeah, they called it. Charlie called it. Canada's <laughs> out there. They're listening. Knew it, Canada. <laughs> well, before we dive into this show, guys, uh, for we've kind of made it a tradition since I think episode four, right? Is when we first. Or, is episode? I think it's actually two. Episode two. Two is when we first yeah, started the crack. Because Brit, Brittany, Brittany said something about uh, episode one. We didn't do it, and uh, and we did it for episode, episode two. two. So from episode two up until now. Yeah, okay. we, we've we've done the crack it. We've opened yeah, up the yeah. beer, guys. Uh, there is no crack it this week. Mike didn't bring the beer. <laughs> Well, it's out of respect for what you have to say. So. Well, here's the reason why there is, here's another reason why there is no beer. Mike could drink if he wants to, and that um, he has chosen not to for the respect of what I am going through. And this is nothing like major. This is nothing like, oh my gosh, breaking news, Charlie's dying. No. <laughs> it, feel, it feels like it some days, but um, I have undertaken the 75 hard uh fitness challenge it's a it's a mental and physical challenge uh by the guy uh, by the name of uh andy frisella he's the one who came up with this uh program along with three other phases that go after this this is like the prerequisite before you get to phase one then phase two then phase three okay and that i didn't know there were three other phases i had just seen other people do this 
and they had great results in terms of transforming their body in 75 days. They got mental toughness or affirmativeness in in those 75 days. And I was like, you know what? I think I want to try that. Um, so here's what the 75 Heart Challenge is if you guys haven't heard of it before. Uh, but definitely check it out. I, th- I think it's an awesome fitness goal, fitness challenge to undertake. Uh, so it's 75 days okay. where I have to work out twice a day. I do one workout early in the morning before work, and I do one after after work. The second workout has to be outside, though. So I have to run around the neighborhood, go to a park, bike ride, whatever. And I, but I have to do some physical activity outside. That's the second workout. I have to drink one gallon of water every day. And that, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm going to the bathroom a whole lot more. <laughs> but at the same time, it, it's it's a part of the challenge, and it's not that hard for yeah. me. I, I've actually been drinking, uh, I've been drinking a gallon of water for about two weeks now in preparation of this. Okay. So I was like trying to prepare my body for this uh, two weeks ago. So a gallon of water, got to take a progress photo every day. And uh, after your workouts, after drinking the water and everything, um, I have to stick to a diet plan. And I've gone back to the paleo diet, which is something I have done before in 2018 that helped me lose up to 87 pounds in a year and a half. Yeah. So I was I was that big, guys, to where I was like, okay, I've got to do something about my life. I've got to I got to transform myself and i went from 267 down to 280 or not 280 180 i went up there whoa how did that happen <laughs> math was not my favorite subject folks and it wasn't my strongest either um so i went from 267 down to 180 and that um so back on the paleo diet that's meat fruits veggies nuts seeds a little bit of oil i cannot have bread i cannot have dairy and that so no cheese no oh. milk, and that, that's where I lost Brittany. Brittany was like, I can't do the paleo with you. I need my cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's where, that's I, where uh... I lost her. Um, so paleo diet, no cheat meals, and no alcohol for 75 days. I can't have pizza, which is a favorite cheat meal of mine. Yeah. Burgers with buns and cheeseburgers and all that. So no cheat meals. For a, and th- guys, I'm on day six, and Saturdays are usually like the prime cheat day for me. Yeah, like I mean, this is a this is a first for me. I've never done this before. Last time when I was on the paleo diet, I had cheat days. Like I would go from Sunday to Friday paleo. Saturday was my cheat day, and it always involved like, oh hey, we're going to go out to dinner with uh, my parents, or hey. Me and Brittany are going out or something like that. Yeah. And that was my cheat meal or that was my cheat day. But this is going to be interesting to where I have no relief. I have no day or meal where it's like, oh, yeah, you want pizza or do you want um, you want uh, boneless fried chicken wings while we watch uh, the hockey or basketball game? No, can't do it. And I, actually, my work yesterday, yeah. uh, they had a happy hour at work. And at at four thirty, uh, which is like thirty minutes after I clock out or whatever, so everybody yeah. gets to 
uh, indulge in uh, a happy hour. They have a cooler filled with beer, and then they had like popcorn and pretzels or something. Wow. And I was like, guys, it sounds awesome, but I can't do it for another 70 days. So, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, sorry. The last part, I have to read 10 pages of a book every day. And audiobooks do not count. Okay. That's called that's called cheating. <laughs> and I'm an audiobook guy, so it, it takes a lot of mental toughness for me to stay focused and read 10, ten pages. Because I don't like reading unless it's like little short mm-hmm. paragraphs or little short, like, I don't know, articles or whatever. But I mean, well, if you if you need books, I got I got um, I got plenty of books. I mean, there's one there's one book I have that I um, have I I gotten. It's called uh, I'm gonna mess up the title because I haven't read it in a minute. But uh, it's by Corey Taylor, okay. lead singer of Slipknot, Stone Sour. Okay. It's called I think I believe the title of the the book is called America Fifty One. Okay. It's it's a really it's a really good book. So I mean, it'll t- it talks about things that we don't talk about on the show, and I'm not going to right. We're not going to well. So talks about that kind of stuff, okay, and whatnot. So you might like it, you might not like it. I can let you borrow it if you would like. Give you a a book or something, another book to read. Mm-hmm. So you got 75 days or well 69. I got 69 as of right now. Yeah. So I mean, we're after you get done with it. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, maybe. But, uh, yeah, so that's what I'm going through for the next 69 days. So for the upcoming episodes, you will only be hearing a solo crack it by Mike. So, and Mike, you, you have my blessing to drink in front of me. I will not kill you for that beer. <laughs> okay. So, you you well, heard it here first. But uh, like, I, like I was telling you before we started recording and whatnot, uh, I didn't know. I figured I'd do it out of respect towards you. You know, I didn't want to give you that temptation. I thought about bringing two beers just for me. <laughs> but again, out of respect to you. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's... If you do hear a crack, it's me cracking a Diet Coke open because that's what I brought. So, <laughs> you know. But other than that, I'm proud, I'm proud of you. I wish, you know, maybe if I see what you do or how your progress is, mm. I'll try it. I was about to say, it's it's tough. I mean, I've seen I've seen a lot of uh former former pro athletes, like some athletes who have uh that's kind of where I've gotten this inspiration from. It's not that I just like looked it up one day like, oh tough fitness challenges or something like that. Um Aubrey Huff, former uh baseball player for the San Francisco Giants, yeah. that's where I heard it the first time mm-hmm. and he tried to take it on last year uh in the middle of 2020 i think in the summer or whatever and um he made it to because for him alcohol was his like i I think he he loves to drink beer alcohol and that so um when he took it on i was like wow this is gonna be really cool to see his transformation because he said he wasn't enjoying retirement as much being a little fatter than what he was in his playing days. Yeah. So he went 33 days in before he just fell off the wagon. And he, he had to, he's his words. He had to crack open a beer. He couldn't go another day without it. I was like, dang, 33 days. Whew. 
So, well, I'll, I mean, with me, the alcohol thing wouldn't be a problem because I've gone months without drinking alcohol. Thing is, I think you said like, you know, I like my bread. I like I like my cheese and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I mean, with being a diabetic, I guess it kind of wouldn't make sense to cut that stuff out. But you know, I I don't know. I, I'm not a guy. I'm not a guy that like eats salads and whatnot. But I, I think I want to see how you do it first, and then if you do it, I might think about doing it. Mm-hmm. So well, and then I can have you help me through the thing. So yeah, it's a it's a team effort here, folks. It's yep. a team effort. Without Charlie, there is no me, and without me, there is no Charlie. Thank you, sir. Uh, you ready to finally get into this show? Yes, sir. All yes, right, sir. guys, let's dive in. March Madness continues this weekend. NCAA basketball, the Sweet 16, is currently going on right now. We just had our first score update uh, about, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes ago. Yeah, somewhere around there. And that uh, number 12, Oregon State, beat number 8, Loyola, Chicago, uh, 65-58. Oregon State moving on to the Elite Eight. Uh, so, man, I I had I called Loyola last week. Yes, you did. Because yes, we talked we talked about it last week about who everybody had for their bracket picks or whatever, or who was playing and everything. And I said, don't go against Sister Jean. I did it, and it, Loyola beat Illinois. Well, I'm, I'm paying I'm pay, paying the price because of both teams that I had uh, in the championship game are now out of the tournament. So, um, I'm just praying that uh, Alabama and Baylor can uh, work some magic to get into the Final Four. So, hopefully, I have that. Well, I was about to say, Baylor plays today. Actually, they're currently playing right now. uh, 15-55 left in the first half, and it's, I mean, it's 6-6. So it's tied right now. It's just got started. It's it's just getting interesting. Okay, okay. (laughs) It's not even that the interesting aspect right now. Uh, But it's currently 6-6, just tipped off five minutes ago. Okay. And uh, and we also have Oral Roberts. Man, cannot believe Oral Roberts. I will be highly ticked off if they beat Arkansas. (laughs) I will, I will, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm an SEC guy. I'm, I'm... UK, you know, if UK isn't in it, I'll follow the teams that I kind of like in the SEC, you know, but other than that, eh. my My loyalty in the SEC doesn't go any farther than Kentucky. Well. I don't care who it is. It's it's Kentucky or nobody. <laughs> but that being said, I did have, I do have Alabama going to the final four. Nope. No, I don't. I have them going to the Elite Eight playing Michigan, and then Michigan goes to the Final Four. That's who I got. But, I mean, I have Al- Alabama's probably the only SEC team I had going far. Yeah, I had yeah. Tennessee losing. I had Florida losing. I I mean, every, Arkansas, I had. I think I had Arkansas going to the Sweet 16. That's it. I was imagining Arkansas was going to play number two Ohio, Ohio State, State yeah. but Oral Roberts threw that monkey wrench in last week. Um Oh, that was so fun. So fun last week. Uh, but yeah, Oral Roberts, uh, number 15 Oral Roberts, number 3 Arkansas. They play at 7.30 tonight. And then the latest game tonight is number 11 Syracuse, who knocked off uh, West Virginia and Bob Huggins mm-hmm. last week uh, to play the number 2 seed Houston. 
Uh, that game will probably tip off around 10 tonight. So Houston is one of my final team. Actually, Houston is my championship team. Wow. So if Houston loses tonight, I will be, I'll be close to screwed. Uh, in, in in terms of winning the family bracket, because I'm ahead by three, I think the last time I looked, I was I was up 32. Second place was 29. Yeah. Somebody had 27, and then my brother, who kept on declaring himself as Mr. Perfect last week after winning the first four games on Thursday, is in last place at 26. There will only be one Mr. Perfect, <laughs> and that Mr. Perfect is Kurt Henning. So. I'm just gonna just gonna throw that out there and leave it there. So if Daniel, if you're listening, yes, that was directed towards you, buddy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Houston. If Houston loses tonight, I will be somewhat screwed. The other team I have in the finals is Michigan, and that. So if Michigan and Houston lose this weekend, oh, uh, just I I can. Now you know how I feel. I can rip I'm up feeling, my bracket. Yeah, yeah. Now you know how I feel. And I'm still, for some godforsaken reason, in my bracket, I'm still sitting at ninth. So, <laughs> we'll see where I'm at next weekend, or, you know, whatever, where I'm sitting in my work bracket. Mm. But right now, I'm currently sitting at ninth. So I got I got five teams left. Yeah. And that I got Michigan and Houston. I got Baylor, who is currently playing, going to the Final Four. Yeah. That's it. They lose to Houston in the Final Four two Texas teams playing in the Final Four against each other. Uh, and then I got uh, Bama uh, to the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't... I did not have Villanova getting this far. And then, who is it? Tomorrow, I think I have Zaga. And that's it. No. So, Zaga and Michigan... Or, Zaga, Michigan, and Alabama, all three of those teams play tomorrow. Today, I have Baylor and Houston. That's it. Okay. Speaking of Michigan, okay, we we t- we talked about this during the uh, the beginning of the show. All right, I just and you know you're not allowed to look at your phone to look for the answer, dude. I can't even. You go ahead and ask the question, and so, I guarantee I can't. If answer. you can, just one. If you can get one out of the five, I'll I'll be happy. So, can you name five the five Michigan players that were part of the Fab Five in 1991? Dude, I was one year old in 1991. Um, Do you remember the? Or well, you can't remember, but have you seen? Have you? I'll even give you a hint. Okay. The give me the 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 timeout. The North Michigan North Carolina game. I'll give you a hint of one player. I I've seen that replay before. Yeah, and that, and how that was just god awful. It's like, how do you not know you have no timeouts left? Um. Oh, jeez. And one of them, and another hint. One of them is actually the head coach of Michigan. Dude, we're we're gonna be here forever. You want you want me you want me to give you give you the answer? Give give me all the give me the five because I can't do it. So if. Not- if well, hold on. Should should you give me the answers, or maybe we should leave it up to our audience to answer? Should we like put this up on like Instagram or Facebook or something, and be like, who can name all five of the Fab Five from Michigan? Okay, well we can do that. Yeah, that, that. that that's that's just off the cuff. Then. And and last night I was uh, I was kind of bored, so I made I have my own personal Twitter account, but I made a Twitter account for 
the show my for me for the show. Okay. So you can find me guys at Gloves Mike on Twitter. Okay. So I got I got got kind of bored this weekend. I'm paying four <laughs> days off. So okay. I yeah. Uh, that's. I was about to say I I I I'm just gonna stay away from Twitter. Well, I just I just followed all like all the sport like the stuff that we cover so I can get more news and updates and whatnot. So that's all I did. Okay. At that point. Sounds good. But if you guys if you guys uh want to follow me on Twitter, you can look for me at glove at gloves Mike on Twitter. And it's the my account for War of the Show. Okay, sounds cool. Uh, so yeah, we got those NCAA games. Sweet Sixteen is tonight and tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, and then the Elite Eight is on Monday and Tuesday. Wow, they they're switching it up this year. Well, they have to because of the COVID protocols. And okay. that, or because of COVID, I guess I wouldn't say because of the protocols, though, just because of COVID, and that they're trying to they're trying to limit as much time in between, mm-hmm. so the players and the coaches don't like can't like run out of the hotel and get like infected or something yeah, like that. Because yeah. we've only had one team drop. Yeah, that was out VCU. of the field. Yeah, out of the field of sixty eight, and that was VCU last week, uh, last Saturday. Oregon got a bye uh, into the next round. But tomorrow's tomorrow's games, we have number five Creighton, number one Gonzaga. They tip off at two ten. Then you have number four Florida State, number one Michigan. They tip off somewhere around five. Uh, number eleven UCLA and number two Alabama will tip off around seven fifteen. And then you have the late game at nine forty five. Oregon, who got the pass in the first round, they did play the second round game, yeah. so it's not like they're untested here. Uh, Oregon will play a Pac-12 team, fellow Pac-12 team, USC. So go Ducks! Uh, oh yeah, go. definitely go Ducks! Yeah. Go, go Ducks! Yeah, don't like the Trojans uh, at all. Basketball or football, don't like the Trojans at all. Exactly. And plus, you're a Notre Dame fan, so it just makes sense too, because there's well, that yeah. there's that rivalry as well. Um, speak, well. I'm decked out in Notre Dame gear today, but we'll well that's uh, relevant to our next or well our upcoming topic. Yep. So, so a- along with it being March Madness, it is also NCAA Frozen Four Madness, and that the co- men's college hockey started yesterday yeah the women started i think last week yeah and uh i think we have a champion in the women's i think it was wisconsin wisconsin ended up winning the women's uh ncaa hockey tournament so congratulations to the The wisconsin uh badgers women's hockey team uh so we have a couple things about well one the irish because notre dame hockey was in until they received some bad news that uh, some people had tested positive for COVID. Therefore, they had to drop out of the tournament. Uh, but Notre Dame is not the only one who had to drop out. Okay. Also, Michigan hockey team hmm. had to drop out due to COVID-19. Uh, some of their players had tested. So Minnesota Duluth, who was supposed to play Michigan, gets an automatic buy to the semifinal round okay. in that region. Um, so did, did uh, they? All I saw was the Notre Dame Notre Dame withdrawal uh, from it. Did they uh, the team that Notre Dame had to 
played the yeah. day advanced and who was that team uh yes that team had to advance as well uh, i'm trying to see here boston college okay boston college so yeah that game was supposed to be today notre dame versus boston college um so yesterday scores here's what we got we had uh wisconsin who was seated number two overall yeah. in the tournament got upset by bemidji state from minnesota who and what? This is why I love <laughs> the Frozen Four. Yeah. Because you've never heard of any of these teams before until they, until you get to the tournament. What was what was that team? Oh, that that you me you me your brother Ryan and your dad. Yeah. Uh, saw uh, when the Frozen Four was down here in Cincinnati. It was. We uh, had Denver, Michigan Tech. It was Michigan Tech. Okay, and then the other two teams were Penn State and Union. Yeah. And that um, Union was from New York, Penn State, Pennsylvania, uh, Denver, Colorado, and then Michigan Tech. They are they were a team from all the way at the top of the Michigan Peninsula. So they were the Oop, or the Oopers or whatever. Uh, I man, I don't remember what they were called, but all I remember is hearing how some of the fans who traveled to Cincinnati for that yeah. game, yeah. they were on a bus for 17 hours to get to Cincinnati. I was like, whoa, holy crap. I mean, they traveled, though. Yeah. There were more Michigan Tech fans in that building than there were anywhere, anyone else. And that is pro and I'll rant a little bit here, but Cincinnati, or the, I shouldn't say Cincinnati, but the NCAA commission yeah. for who chooses the teams to go into this tournament because it's smaller. There's yeah. only 16 teams that go into this tournament. Yeah. And that you had Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Penn State. Yeah. All three teams from the Big 10 and they put Ohio State they put both Ohio State and Notre Dame in the East. They both played in Providence. And they put Penn State in the Midwest region and they came to Cincinnati. That to me was the worst mistake ever because there was hardly anybody there in the stadium because yeah. if you would have had Ohio State and Notre Dame either one, if you would have had Ohio State or Notre Dame in Cincinnati playing, that place would be packed. Oh, no doubt. That place would be packed. I no mean there doubt. wouldn't be an empty seat. No doubt. And that it blew my mind that they put both of those in the East region, they sent them to Providence, Rhode Island. That doesn't that doesn't and make any sense. It didn't, and that's why Cincinnati lost their bid, any future bids for the for this NCAA Frozen Four tournament, is because oh, you guys didn't generate enough attendance. Well, it's not our fault that you guys decided to put the two most closest teams in the region in Providence. Yeah, and the, uh, the one year that I went when Cincinnati hosted, it was. Uh, was Wisconsin? I know Wisconsin was one of the teams. I think, uh, hell, I can't remember all the teams. The one year I went up, but I got tickets for both both uh, Friday and Saturday night, or Saturday or Sunday, whenever it was. And I know Wisconsin ended up winning to go advance to the Frozen Four. Mm. But yeah, it didn't make any sense that the teams that you know, Wisconsin faced. I'm going to have to look for it here later. But uh, we're out west teams. 
or from the east. So you like, I think Denver was part one of them too. They came in. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. Why don't you have like I know uh, Big Ten team. If you have big the Big Ten teams, I'm tripping over myself. I'm sorry, guys, but. If you have a Big Ten conference team, yeah. why don't you put the teams from the Big Ten in in a region that will fit? It will fill fan fill the arena up. Yeah, you know, if you have Wisconsin, Ohio State, Michigan, I know one year Michigan was there. Oh, Michigan and Notre Dame were down here. Yeah, and that place was flubbing packed. Oh yeah, because I was there for Michigan versus North Dakota, uh, one year here in Cincinnati, and um. I wore my Boston Bruins jersey, and I made the wrong choice because everybody kept on thinking I was a Michigan fan, and I was actually rooting for North Dakota yeah. in that game. And North Dakota ended up winning. Uh, oh, they killed them! It was—I mean, Michigan like came back a couple times or whatever. Like it would be like two to one. Oh, they tied it two two. Oh, it's now four three or something like that. But. That year, North Dakota was like a third-period team. It was like, okay, we're going to grind this other team, the opposing team, for two periods, and then we're just going to leave them in the dust in the third period. And that's kind of how they did it. First and second period, really close, really grueling. Third period, they turned on the Jets, the scoring and everything. I, I think the final score was like 7-3 to three or something like that. Michigan didn't stand a chance. Yeah. I think the other team that first year that I went – when it was over here in Cincinnati, is uh, North Dakota. Yeah, now you mentioned it was North Dakota. I think it was North Dakota, Denver, um, Wisconsin. Uh, I can't. Re- I know their their mascot was a bulldog, and their colors were uh, red and gold. Minnesota Duluth. Minnesota. Those okay. Those were the four teams, and then I think it was um, Wisconsin and North uh, North Dakota that faced off. To advance to the Frozen Four. Frozen Four, yeah. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> my memory's shot. It's okay. So, it's okay. Um, but yeah, I I love the Frozen Four. Uh, my brother who was on the show last week, he's a big fan. He loves Boston College. That's his hockey team when it comes to college sports. Uh, for me, I didn't. I don't have one. Yeah. It, it was one of those, like, oh, it's cool that they have college hockey. I mean, NKU, uh, school here, like, 10 minutes from here, I mean, they had a hockey club, yeah. but not, like, official team or well, anything. Kentucky, Kentucky has a hockey club, too. Hockey, uh, yeah, Kentucky does, Louisville does. Xavier. Xavier actually has yes. a team. Yeah. It's not a club. and Because Kentucky, Louisville, and NKU, all three had clubs, yeah. but were not officially recognized by NCAA as an official team, so therefore they were not in a conference. Yeah. And But they always played each other every year. Yeah. And that... Um, I wouldn't... Uh, the, to be honest with you, I wouldn't mind going over to see Xavier play. I think it'd be cool. They used to play at the Gardens. Xavier used to play I their wonder, hockey games at the Gardens. I wonder where they're going to play them now. I, I don't know. But yeah, I saw, I saw that. And then uh, I I know I know I want to definitely go make it up to Penn State or South Bend to go see a Notre Dame hockey game or or a Penn State game. I really 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 want to go up to Oxford. Oh, Dan- I was about to say Daniel, he wants to go to Oxford to see a Miami Red Hawks game. Yeah, too. I think that I think that'd be an awesome awesome guy road trip. You know, go up catch a hockey game. Well, because Nick Brunker used to do the games for Miami Ohio. 
Okay. So, so. I mean, there's a lot of ties to, to the, Cin Cincinnati, yeah. the Cincinnati area. I mean. Yeah. So, but going back to the scores, we had Massachusetts play Lake Superior State. Yeah. Massachusetts won five to one, and then North Dakota beat American International. I have no idea where they're at. I have no idea where American International College is. Uh, they North Dakota beat them five to one as well. And I was before I headed over here. I was watching um, Boston University, the Terriers, and I can't who. St. Cloud State. St. Cloud State. Yeah. Yeah. So that that game ended a while ago. St. Cloud State with the upset beat Boston University six to two. Yeah, how about that? And then you have, uh, looks like Michigan State University, Mankato. Mankato. Again, you you never heard of these teams until they get to the tournament. And that versus Quinnipiac. And Quinnipiac is currently leading 2-0 at the end of the first period. Uh, Bemidji State, who we just said played yesterday yeah. with the upset against Wisconsin, is now playing Massachusetts. Who won yesterday? Okay. And Massachusetts is ahead two nothing at the end of the first period. Okay. And then we have two more games going on tonight. All right. We have North Dakota playing Minnesota Duluth at seven thirty, and then the late game we have Minnesota, the last remaining Big Ten team, playing Omaha. So, I. I'm not big into Frozen 4 hockey until, like, it actually gets here. I'm yeah. not into NCAA hockey. I shouldn't say not into Frozen 4. Not into NCAA hockey until it gets to this point. Until it gets to the Frozen 4, then I can be like, okay, who do I, who do I want to win? And uh, every year it's, please, not Michigan. And, uh, well, not Michigan. And this is going to sound weird because I'm a Boston fan, but please not Boston College. I'm not a Boston College fan. They well, here's the reason. Here's my reasoning for it, is because Boston College, that area, the New England area, they're known for hockey. Yeah. yeah. I mean, th that is like if Boston College can't win in basketball, football, don't worry, the hockey team will. T will we got cover. you guys covered. Yeah, the hockey team got you covered. So and Daniel likes Boston College, so he gets a free pass today because they were going to play Notre Dame. Yeah. So if he was here on the show this week instead this, of last this week, would, this, this would have been, been so more, much better. More, more interesting, yeah. But um, I I have watched a few a few college hockey games. Granted, they've been Notre Dame hockey games, but I um, this year I watched them play a back to back against Ohio State. The one thing the one thing I did not care for, and it wasn't. Ohio State and Notre Dame playing one another. I didn't care for Ohio State's sweaters. Just how they, it was like all, it was like a all scarlet. Oh, okay, yeah. And then they came out with the gray, the gray helmets with the little red oh, yeah. stripe. You know, like the football helmets, of course. Yeah, like the football helmets. But it was like all red. I'm like, yeah. eh. <laughs> uh, but it. Notre Dame ended up winning, so that made it better. So, well, uh, my two my two favorite teams when it comes to NCAA uh, Frozen Four. I mean, been to a North Dakota game versus Michigan. Uh, there was definitely more Michigan fans than North Dakota fans of there, course. but it was so fun, and I was rooting for North Dakota because I can't I can't stand Michigan. 
uh, football, can't stand Michigan hockey, and when it comes to the basketball team, it's kind of like a hit or miss thing. It's kind yeah. of like, okay, who are they playing? Yeah, it's, yeah. It was like that one year when Michigan played Kentucky in the Final Four or something. It yeah. was like, oh, definitely, Kentucky. Who, screw Michigan. Um, but now I have Michigan in the finals playing against Houston this year in NCAA tournament. So, again, it all depends on what happens there. So, North Dakota is one of my favorite teams. And then Providence – uh, Friars is uh, my is my other one. I thought I thought uh, Penn State. You like Penn State. Penn State's good too. I mean, okay. but but I I liked Penn State because when we went to the uh, game yeah. to those games and they played Union and then they had played Denver and lost to Denver uh, in that uh, regional final yeah. game uh, is because that was Penn State's first time ever going to the frozen four okay okay and that union has been heard of they've been before denver they've been heard of they've been before i think that was probably michigan tech's first time too and then they got blown out by denver and that but penn state that was their first time ever in the ncaa frozen four tournament and i was like yeah because i'm a fan of the penn state football team yeah yeah i love the penn state football team i they're like the only big 10 team i root for in terms of uh, hockey or uh, football. Okay. Everybody else, it's like, eh, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, uh, that's who I, Penn State's who I was rooting for. Uh, you know, our cousin, one of our cousins, mm-hmm. she went there. So, it's, I like them by that. It does it's by a, association. Yeah, by relation. Yeah. So. so, it is what it is, but. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm pulling for North Dakota. So, North Dakota is my pick to win. You know what? I'm pulling for the Catholic school. So, Daniel, you got me, buddy. I'm rooting for BC. Rooting for Boston College? Rooting for Boston College. I mean... I was about to say, it's always interesting to me because uh, one year we had uh, Miami, Ohio, who is... uh, They're they're past Dayton, right? Or are they in between Dayton and Cincinnati? I think they're in between... I think they're in between Dayton and Cincinnati, but they're again could be wrong i i don't venture up into ohio a lot <laughs> yeah so well they uh miami ohio uh red hawks they went to the finals one year and blew it oh my gosh it i mean me and me and daniel were both watching the game and miami ohio was up in the late in the third period yeah. i think they were ahead uh by two goals or something against boston university who is I think I actually remember that game. Who was in this tournament. They lost uh, today to St. Cloud State. So thank you, St. Cloud State. Um, but they they played Boston U in the final. They were up by two, I believe. Daniel, you can fact check me on this. Because uh, he remembers this heartbreak just as more than me. But I do remember the circumstances. Boston eventually scored. Boston pulled the goalie, scored. And they, they were down by one to Miami and Miami got like I think they got like a penalty called on them or whatever and again Boston pulled the goalie so now it's like a six on four and me and Daniel were both screaming at the TV like just trying to get it through to them that all Miami had to do was just clear the puck yeah I mean yes it's icing it'll come back anyway but I mean at least you don't have to worry about them trying to score for 10 seconds while the puck glides down the ice or whatever. Exactly. So a minute, so it's like one minute left in the game, and uh, they they just 
could not clear it or whatever. For some reason, it, it didn't get through their skull to clear the puck and take a face off. And that, so they clear it, or they fail to clear it. Boston keeps it in. They score. It's a tie game. We go into overtime, and Boston eventually wins in overtime. It was like, why? Why, for the love of Pete, did you not clear the puck? Yeah, I... And so it, it's just heartbreak, but at the same time, it was a local school uh, in the Ohio area, and it's like you got to root for them because yeah, again, yeah. again, Boston University, Boston College, those are powerhouse hockey teams in college. So, quick question: uh, Who plays for the Bean Pot Trophy when they hold it at TD Garden? Bean Pot Trophy. Yeah, I know it's Boston College, Boston University. There's like two more other. Two other Boston schools that they play. They play. It's like a little, a little tournament. Little uh, four team tournament. Yeah. In um, the Boston, the Boston area. Yeah. I don't know. I've never heard of that until just yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll look it up and we'll discuss it next week. Yeah, we can. But uh, yeah, I, it just that just came, popped in. I was like, you know, I figured, you know, you said you like the Bruins because uh, TD Garden, TD Arena holds it every year huh so I, I know it's it's called the bean pot trophy and it's boston college um boston, well, university. boston university and there's two others that i can't and they're in the boston area or are I, they in the new england area probably probably either the boston or new england area i if, don't know i haven't looked if it's the new england area i mean there's tons of different kinds of hockey teams uh up there i mean you got maine you have albany you have new hampshire vermont Rhode Island, you got Providence. Uh, was it? I know there's a, a New Jersey team. I mean, there's Union, New York. Yeah. So I mean, it, I mean, if it's a new, if it's a New England thing, I mean, I just listed like six or seven teams there. But if it's Boston, I only know Boston University and Boston College. I don't know any other schools. Well, we'll look that up. We'll have it for you next week. Yep. I'll write that down on my notes uh, here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, we remember for next week. Um, all right, now transitioning gears from college sports, uh, Mike, you're going to lead this next segment. Uh, it's on NFL free agency. Yes, sir. Um, so I just, I mean, it's not. I'm not going to go through uh, like the whole free agency list. I just wrote, jotted down ten like semi big, big names moving to other teams that were in free agent, free agent. Yeah, free agency. Um, so uh, the first first up, we have uh, Kenny uh, Galladay. He uh, played with the Lions. Okay. So he signed a four year deal worth uh, seventy two million dollars with the New York Giants. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So the second one, which we were talking earlier today about, yeah, was uh. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. He signed a one-year deal worth uh, $10 million and um, potentially $12 million with incentives. So Where is he going? The Washington. The, Washington the, uh, the football wa- team? The Washington football team. Guys, Washington, please get a name for your damn team because I can't. <laughs> it's either the Redskins or nothing. So get a name for the, the Washington football team. Sounds like you're in a peewee league. Sounds uh, like a soccer team, to be yeah, honest yeah. with you, because <laughs> there are no there are no mascots in soccer. So I mean, but yeah. 
So Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick, I mean, I love that guy when he played for Cincinnati. He was, and then he's a character. Yeah, he is. He's I, and I, I was watching like short videos of him on Instagram this past week, and I'm like, my gosh, I wish I would have paid more attention to him or football because I mean, some of the stuff he does, it's like, my gosh, he'd be my favorite quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he he's he's done a hell of a job. Uh, he was with Miami. For I don't know how many years, but he was with uh, the Dolphins for a couple years, and then uh, once they drafted uh, Tua from uh, Alabama, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna try to pronounce his last name, right? Uh, Fitzpatrick started the season off, and then he wound up on the bench because they're like, oh well, we gotta see what this kid's got. Yeah, what the kid's got. So, so he's with Washington. Uh, is there any uh were there any other quarterbacks going to Washington this year? I I can't remember. I didn't see to be honest with you, I didn't see any other quarterbacks. Okay. Unless they're waiting to pick one up in the draft. And to be honest with you, I don't know if Washington even has that many uh draft picks. I was about to say I, I posted something uh today, Saturday, about the draft order. But go ahead, continue. So uh third on on my list is uh Emmanuel Sanders, uh, he signed a one-year deal worth uh, six million to Buffalo. So okay, so that gives uh, Josh Allen another uh, target to throw to because you you have uh, Stephon Diggs, uh, Cole Beasley. Hell, I can't remember the other receiver's name, but they they'll so have Buffalo a, will be a good th- receiving yeah have a good receiving core in a wide receiver. And whatnot. Also going to Buffalo, and this shocked me more than anything else. But I saw it coming. Um, Buffalo picked up or picked up Mitchell Trubisky from the Bears for a one-year deal, two and a half million dollars. Just probably just to ride the bench. <laughs> probably. Because wow. you know Josh Josh Allen's has become oh yeah a hell of a quarterback. I yeah, mean, I was about to say. Uh, Josh Allen did wonders this past season. Yeah, he's uh, he's really proved himself. So you, you got Mitch Trubisky. I really don't think he'll he, he'll pay out anywhere if after this one year deal. I don't see him either starting. He could get lucky and come in to do gar- cleanup work or you know, but I don't I don't see him. Oh, obviously I see him as being a backup. And yeah, I I could see that too. It's like why would you. Why would you pick up this guy from the Bears after uh, your current qu- starting quarterback had a heck of a year and led Buffalo to the playoffs? Yeah, yeah. So, so. Uh, just real quick, uh, looked up the draft order, the updated draft order as of today. Uh, Washington has a first-round draft pick at number 19. Uh, okay. So they're in the middle, middle of the of draft. The yeah. All right. So um, – Number five on my list is uh, AJ Green, former Bengal. I this one blew me away a, a week or two ago when I saw it. Could not believe it. So uh, AJ, he signs a one-year deal worth six million dollars to to play in Arizona. Wow. So in all a- aspects of that, I mean, it's kind of good. You give Kyler Murray another mm-hmm. another target, and you could free up Hop or uh, DeAndre Hopkins 
So, you know, to get him the ball more also. So you you potentially have two decent receivers, mm-hmm. and that's that's if A.J. stays healthy. That's a concern of mine yeah. if he stays healthy. Because yeah, that, that's always been, like, the downfall with Cincinnati. Is yeah. he, he somehow always got hurt every year. Yeah, so, um, yeah. So AJ signs a one year deal, one year deal for six million in Arizona. So wow. Um, moving along. Do you well? Real okay. quick question. Sorry. Go ahead. And that so with the draft coming up here soon, uh, and Bengals, I just saw are number five. Yeah. On the uh, first round draft draft list, do you think what what would be Cincinnati's first pick? Or like don't. You don't have to give me a player. Just, like, who do you think they should aim for for uh, number five? Number five? Oh, I, I, I can they, – they have, like, three or four potential picks that they can go with. Um, I'm really hoping they uh, pick up the kid from Oregon the, for the offensive line. Okay. Again, I'm not, I can't pronounce the kid's name, but he's one of their best offensive linemen. Mm. So, you're going to need that to uh, pr- protect Joe. So – and then there's a tight end from Florida, Pitts, I believe is what his name is, that they're also looking at. If I were the Bengals, I would go with the offensive lineman. So yeah. you, you have a young offensive lineman to help protect Joe through the years. Well, you'd need a, not only young, but you also need a big. A big. And this guy's freaking huge. Okay, good. Because so. I was about to say, like, like I've said it on this show so many times before when we talk about the Bengals is – Small offensive line, big quarterback. It's yeah. like no, it should be the other way around. Well, with that, I don't have none of the Bengals signings on here because I don't think they're big Wor- name. They're it, not worthy. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying they're not worthy. I'm just saying it's like, but I mean, they've picked up some uh, good deals. They picked up a guy, uh, Mike Hilton, from uh, Pittsburgh uh, on the defensive end. They picked up. They're working on their defense to be like be stacked so hopefully the Bengals defense can actually do something this year to you know I mean they've they've signed a lot of guys they signed or they traded uh Finley the backup quarterback to uh Houston for draft picks they re- they were going to release him but they didn't they decided to trade him the only thing you know bad about the soft season for the Bengals is they let go one of their Two of their best defensive players. You let Geno Atkinson go, and you let Carl Lawson go too. So, hmm. but um, yeah, there's that. So going back to my list, it's fine. I'm no, sorry. No, no, you're you're fine. I just number at number six. I think I was uh, Kyle Rudolph. He moves from Minnesota and goes to signs a five year deal or not five year deal. My bad. A two year deal with the New York Giants. For twelve million dollars. Wow! So, the Giants are doing some wheeling and dealing too. I was about to say, Giants need to get something going, and uh, they've they've had miserable seasons for the last like uh, it feels like a decade, but it's yeah. not. <laughs> so I mean, and then uh, number seven, we got former Steeler Bud De- Bud Dupree. He's going to Tennessee for five years. Eighty-two and a half million dollars. Wow! So that'll uh, 
That'll stack up their defense. Okay, I was about to ask. I've I've heard of Bud Dupree before. Yeah, he played I at Kentucky. Yeah, that's it. I was like, man, where have I heard him before? Kentucky. Yeah, he played. He played for the University of Kentucky. So. And, and believe it or not, University of Kentucky football has gotten better through the years. Yeah, I mean, uh, Benny Snell, he he plays for the Steelers. Wished he would have went somewhere other than the yeah, Steelers. I know, right? It's but like you it's love like, these guys, but when they go to the team you hate the most in the pro- professional, it's like I, I'll give you a, I'll give you a, a true story. Uh, speaking of Miami, Ohio, yeah. and that. So me and me and my brother Daniel, we both had this uh, history teacher in high school, and that um, he went to Miami, Ohio. And that uh, that's where he got his one of his degrees or both degrees can't remember, uh, but he's a bit he was a big Miami Ohio fan, uh, the football team mm-hmm. when Ben Roethlisberger was oh, on Lord. was was the quarterback yeah, at yeah. Miami Ohio, and then when uh, he got when Ben got drafted to Pittsburgh, uh, that same teacher was like Ben who. <laughs> <laughs> So hey, that's how you gotta do it. But so yeah, he uh Bud Dupree, he uh shores up uh, Tennessee's defense. I think Tennessee needs to go and do a little bit more on their defensive side, but it's kinda looking good down there for the Titans. That's good. So uh, one of the players that the Bengals were looking at, uh Joe uh, Tooney, I guess his name yeah. or is how you pronounce it. Um he signed a five-year deal with with the Chiefs worth $80 million. Figure, go with the team with the bigger pocket and the better chance of winning. Winning a Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah. So, that's a, that's a, you got a former Super Bowl winner going to a contending Super Bowl team. Yeah. So, that I think that's a good pickup for him. That helps protect uh, Patrick Mahomes. I don't see, I think that's a good signing for him. Yeah. See if, uh. See if he holds up. Yeah, that is a really good signing. So, uh, next on my list is Andy Dalton. Former Bengal. Former Cowboy. For, former Bengal. He signs a one-year deal with the Bears for $10 million. And I saw something uh, the other night, or well, on ESPN, where the Bears have slated him as the number one quarterback. So maybe that's why Trubisky went to Buffalo. Maybe, but you still have you still have the Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles in Chicago. Ah, whoa, wait, what? Okay, now I'm really confused. Yeah. So hold on, the Bears at one time had Trubisky and Nick Foles and Nick Foles. Then you bring in Andy Dalton. Yeah. Former Bengal, former Cowboy, who is mediocre at best. Um. And you're going to go with Andy Dalton over Nick Foles. And then Trubisky's like, I'm out of here. I'm going to Buffalo to ride that bench rather than be third string. Are you... What? Oh, my gosh. So, I I think, it, from what I'm understanding, I think it's somebody in Chicago, the Bears' social media department that was screwing around because... Me personally, I love Andy Dalton. I think he would have done wonders if he had an offensive line in Cincinnati. You know, he could have gotten further in the playoffs if they had some 
people to protect him. I I think it I think it's not just the players. I think it's also he he was coached by Marvin Lewis. Well, that too. So I mean, I'll 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 give Andy Dalton the benefit of the doubt. You know, he went to Dallas, and when Dak got hurt, that Dallas didn't have. I'm sorry to say this. They didn't have. A, they had a shit offensive line, if not worse than what the Bengals had. Mm-hmm. They couldn't protect. They couldn't protect a wet sock from the sun. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so I'm gonna the the Bears' offensive line is pretty decent. So I'm gonna give, like I said, I'm gonna give Andy the benefit of the doubt, and hopefully he can produce in Chicago, or if there's a quarter, you know, a quarterback uh, competition, hmm. you know, then the best quarterback wins. So I mean, Nick Foles and Nick Foles and Andy Dalton, you know, hey, let's let's have a competition and then see who the number one quarterback. Let's see what you can really do. Okay. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, but for me, if it, I mean, to me, it almost feels like a no-brainer. I'd pick Nick Foles over Andy Dalton. But we shall see when they play the Green Bay Packers. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. But um, the last the last on my uh, list is uh. Oh Lord, this is gonna be uh, gonna be hell to pronounce. Okay. Joe jo- Jonu Smith, tight end, former tight end of the Titans. Okay. Signs a four-year deal worth fifty million dollars with the New England Patriots. Wow. New England. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But sorry, I, I don't uh, want to take over. Go for it. But New England has been balling. You know. That- uh, you know, sign, sign a free agent, something right. So Completely ho- agree. Completely agree. So hopefully this gives Cam, or well, doesn't give him an excuse to be like, oh, I don't got nobody around me. Oh, man, I was about to say, that's exactly what I was going to say. I did not want to steal your thunder. but uh, You're good, bud. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, my gosh, New England is just, like, making it rain. I mean, they're just dishing out all this money for all these players. It's like, holy crap. I mean, it, it's like that one thing I posted on the Instagram story about uh, a week or two ago. Yeah. Uh, where uh, it's, the, it's that video clip of when, um, I can't remember who the two teams were, but, like, it's... Um, I know it's a Seattle Seahawks wide receiver. He chases down the guy who picks off this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- this interception, and it looks like it's going to be a pick six, and this wide receiver just books it, hauls ass, yeah, and right hauls down ass, the... and brings the guy down at like within the ten or something. And um, what was it? Uh, uh, so the the caption was the Seattle Seahawks player was um, who is it? Uh, Belichick. And then whoever picked off the ball in that video was labeled as the next free agent. And it's just Belichick running after, oh, hey, I need this guy on my team. It was an an Arizona Cardinal player. Okay, so it was Arizona. So Seattle and Arizona. But, yeah, I I just thought, man, that is so hilarious. And I put that up as uh, Drop the Gloves uh, Sports Instagram story with the caption that Bill Belichick took uh, Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl without him personally. (laughs) Yeah, I I did see that. Um, And one more thing. I don't have it on the list, so I don't know how much they signed him to. But um, the Seattle Seahawks did re-sign uh, Carlos Dunlap, another former Bengal. Yeah, I remember they, Dunlap. 
So he got up. He resigned. A two, it's a two-year deal. Don't know how much the money is, but they uh, resigned Carlos for a two-year deal in uh, Seattle. That was a diet coke, folks. Diet crack it. Diet diet crack it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's all. That's all on my uh, free agency stuff for the NFL. Uh, Those are your top ten takeaways yeah. from because I you brought up the free agency last weekend and it was just like no 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 we we got my brother here we're yeah. not talking about that we'll we'll catch up to that so, so um but out of all of those which one is probably the biggest signing out of all the ten on that list I'm sure there are bigger ones out there to certain people who've been following it more than us yeah but out of those top ten that you have on your list who's the biggest one to be honest with you. The biggest one, I think, I think it's Bud Dupree. I think he's got a lot to prove in Tennessee. And then the se- second would be Fitzpatrick. Maybe he shows he shows uh, the Washington Football Team what he can do. I think they sign him for a longer, longer after this se- or after this coming season. Yeah, they sign sign him to a longer deal. So who was the who was the quarterback at Washington? Alex Alex Smith. That's right. And then before he started the game or started this past season, it was uh Dwayne Haskins or Hopkins or whatever from Ohio State, oh. which they released him because he he didn't want to follow the COVID protocols and he didn't want to follow the rules of the team. So I could see why uh, Ron Rivera is like. Get this guy gone. Yeah, get him out of here. Totally, totally agree with that. So, I mean, we'll see what Washington does in the draft. And I was about to say, with your first round draft pick being in the middle at number 19 out of 32, that'd be interesting to see. Yeah, and I mean, you, you can find you can find a decent quarterback in the later rounds. Look at look at Tom Brady. Oh, I was about to say, dead last in in one. In, in the draft that he got picked and then turned out to be the diamond in the rough. Exactly. So So we we shall see, you know. I I think the I think the with Buffalo Yeah signing some guys and New England just dishing out money like like it's nobody's business. Yeah. Um I think those two teams will have one will have some epic matchups. Yeah. Coming. I mean in Miami, Miami's not screwing around either. They're getting, they have a, a today, they made two traded draft picks with San Francisco, and then um, they traded draft picks with uh, another, with another team I can't remember. But they have, they have a lot of draft. Miami's got a lot of draft picks going into this draft and future drafts. So Miami might be a team to be reckoned with here in the AFC East too. Well, they got. Well, they would. It's not just picking up the right players. You have to develop them develop, the, right yeah. way, the right way too. Yeah. So it's not just a oh we got this guy in the draft. No, 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 no. It's not enough that you drafted this. You got to coach him up. You got to coach him up as well. Is he going to follow? Uh, is he going to follow the plays well? Can he learn? 
Can he learn well? Can he play off the ball well? I mean, it's all. Can these, he keep himself out of trouble? Can he keep himself out of trouble with this new, exclu- with this awesome deal that he's worked his whole life for? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of factors that go into that. It's not just drafting the right players out of college. It's also about can you coach them up well and character. Yeah. So, so that's and that's all I have for uh, the free agency list and whatnot. So. Uh, all right. Uh, well, I got something in terms of uh, NHL news. Okay. And that uh, yesterday, the Montreal Canadiens and Buffalo Sabres completed a trade uh, for Eric Stahl. Uh, Montreal got Eric Stahl. Buffalo got a third and fifth round draft picks for this year's 2021 draft. Okay. Uh, Buffalo will also retain 50%, so they'll still be paying half of Stahl's contract uh, while he's in Montreal. Um so out of this deal, Montreal definitely won. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. not it's not even close. I mean, Buffalo Buffalo sucks. Buffalo uh, is like the freaking Titanic right now. Oh my gosh! Uh, and as of as of the recording of this episode, uh, Buffalo lost today to Boston. Woo! Boston won. Uh, has lost to Boston today, and that is now seventeen games in a row that they have lost. They are one away from tying the Pittsburgh Penguins, I think 2002-2003, before Crosby came, mm-hmm. uh, where Pittsburgh ended up losing 18 straight. Wow. So they're one away <laughs> from tying the record. Um, it's not looking good in Buffalo. And, no. this, and to me, I think this trade is just the start of... Of many. Of, of many because the trade deadline is in 16 days. Okay. So April 12th, Monday, April 12th, is when the NHL trade deadline is over. I think – I don't think this is a big trade in my opinion. It's just a – I think this is what's going to possibly get the ball rolling. Now, it could be different this year because of COVID and because of certain teams having certain protocol – or I shouldn't say certain protocols, but having certain – um, delays because their team is being tested regularly and more and more players are coming up positive including Canadian teams now because for a while there Canada was like hey <laughs> come come watch our games nobody's sick up yeah. here uh, but now that's not the case we've had a few teams in Canada that have tested positive but it could be different this year because of COVID where we may not see a lot of trades or not enough, not a lot of big trades because of COVID and the whole traveling and everything. Yeah. But I mean, or this, or this trade could be the start of all the other Epic trades that we've seen, uh, in past years. To me, uh, the off season is more fun. Yeah, because yeah. the because in the off season it's everybody's trying to build that team for the next cup or whatever. Whereas uh, the trade deadline is kind of like okay, if you're in the hunt for the cup, how much can you uh, afford? Yeah, or who can you afford? Or who can you dump? And and who can you dump? Yeah. Exactly. It's and I mean Eric Stahl. He's um, he's a veteran. He's been with. Uh, He's been with Carolina. He won uh, the Stanley Cup in Carolina yeah. back in 2000. Wasn't he with the Rangers, or was that his brother? I think it was his brother. 
Uh, he was uh, went to he was at Carolina. Then he went to the Minnesota Wild. Okay. And then the Minnesota Wild traded him to Buffalo last season. Okay. And now Buffalo has traded him to Montreal. So, I mean, he's a veteran. He's been around the league for a while. He has one cup uh, under him. But, I mean, Montreal got the best out of this trade. Montreal is in that hunt for. Uh, the top four spots in yeah. in the in the Canada division, so I I think Montreal's on the right track with going after somebody like Stahl. You got another good center. Yeah, they are on veteran your line. Experience. Veteran experience. I think it. I I don't think it'll be enough to get them. Like it's not like they're trying to get over some sort of hump here. Or anything. Yeah, yeah, it just adds more depth to their roster. Okay, so. But yeah, Montreal got the best out of that. I would. Bu- and Buffalo's just in. It's just uh, it's a train wreck, and it's one you just like. You can't help but watch it sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. it's like it's like today's game, Buffalo and Boston. It's like, oh, Boston's playing Buffalo. Oh, please, Boston, do not lose to Buffalo. For a while they were losing. I was like, I was getting updates twice. Yeah, twice. It was one nothing. Then it was one one. Then it was two one. Yeah. And then Boston scored two straight and ended up winning three two. So it's like, oh my gosh. Well, thank you, Boston, for beating Buffalo. But at the same time, Buffalo had beaten Boston. It would have been like they lost to the team who is in dead last in our division. <laughs> Buffalo is kind of like that, uh, trying to throw water out of a sinking ship. Yeah. So. And that, I I mean we were talking about this earlier and I think it's it, I think it's so funny is that the Cincinnati Cyclones of the ECHL team who we mentioned about 2 weeks ago yeah. on this show they are affiliated with Buffalo. And I told you this before we came on here. I'm so thankful that the Cincinnati Cyclones aren't playing this year. Exactly. exactly. Because if they were all the best players from Cincinnati would be going to Rochester, who is the AHL affiliate, and then all those good players from Rochester would be going to Buffalo, and then Buffalo would be dumping all the crappy players down to Rochester. Yeah. And that, so I'm thankful that we're not in that situation where, I mean, that is the system that we're in. We're a 2A minor league team, Cincinnati is, and we're, and we're used to seeing guys go up and down. Exactly. But, I mean, this year would be even crazier oh. than years past. Ima- imagine if the Cyclones or Rochester were trying to get into their respective, uh, well, ECHL, Kelly Cup, and what? The Calendar Cup? Calder. The, Calder. The Calder Cup in the AHL. Yeah. So, imagine imagine if those two teams were trying to trying to go after a championship yeah and you and i I mean it's nothing there's nothing you can do though no no there, you there, can't. There, there's nothing that the head coach or anybody for either uh cincinnati or rochester can do uh when rochester either picks up the phone or buffalo picks up the phone and says hey we've noticed that one of our affiliate players down in cincinnati is doing real well we got a guy who just got uh, put on injured he's day to day we're going to need a guy and yeah. so it's Cincinnati who has to send somebody up and then we're either down a man or thank god we have alternates who are healthy scratches yeah. most cases and then they come in and play a game or two and then whenever that player in Rochester is healthy again that player that we loaned to them comes back to Cincinnati it's just how it works that's how the system works here well, it's the same way with uh, modern league baseball so yeah 
I mean, you, you don't want to see... I mean, when you're a fan of a minor league team and they do well, yeah. you... I mean, granted, you don't want to see them go because you're doing well, but at the same time, you have to wish them well because you know, they, the, their dream is to get to the NHL. Yeah. Their dream is not to play in the ECHL and then retire at age 35 or whatever. I mean, because that's how most of our players, most of the players here at Cincinnati, that's what's happened to them. They play here, they go up and down, travel back and forth. I mean, they've even gone to other teams. Or they've even stayed in the AHL, and then somehow they found their way back to Cincinnati. Yeah. And then before you know it, they retire like Barrett Agets, and that he retired uh, after I think the 2011 season, and he was like 30, 34, 35, or whatever, yeah. and he retired, and now he's a local uh, real estate agent. Yeah, I was, I was going to mention that. I was like, yeah, he's in real. Uh, so so is Dustin Sprout. <laughs> And uh, Dustin Sprout, who used to play for the Cyclones and alongside hey, Barry Getz, he went into real estate too. Both of them were favorite players. Of oh yeah, they were I mean, favorite players for for all of Cincinnati fans. Yeah. We we loved watching those guys. But again, I, I'm just so thankful that Cincinnati's out of it because we'd be, oh my gosh, if Cincinnati was in the hunt for a playoff. Yeah. Uh, this year among all the craziness and Buffalo was just taking players left and right uh, there'd be so many angry Cincinnati fans oh, so I'd, many I'd be one well you and me both would be we a part, would be a part of it but we know we understand the the process of what what the players and the teams have to do you know you want to fill a roster or do you want to forfeit games so Right. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you got. Yeah, unfortunately, it's just that's the way it goes. And for, and for the longest time, I still can't believe it that that concept has not grasped by has been grasped by some of our fellow Cincinnati fans wow. because I've seen them before where they go online. They're like, "Why are they taking all our good players? Why are they going up?" That's, because that's how it works. We have no say in it. That's what you. That's what you. People who do that, and. It's just funny. It's what you call Karens or <laughs> or keyboard warriors. Yeah, keyboard warriors. So you know, you just you got to look at it and they're, they're, just, just laugh. I was because, about to say they're being selfish. They yeah. think it's they think that these players who are here, they're ours. Nobody else can have them. Exactly. It's like no, 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 no. We do like them, but at the same time, these players have goals, and also the teams that they're affiliated with, like Rochester in the AHL or Buffalo in the NHL, they have goals too. They want to win games too, and if a player gets injured, they have to come to one of the minor league teams. Yeah. So, that's my rant on that. Well, I totally agree with you on that one. So, I mean, that, <laughs> that's, I don't know. We have The fans, they're... We, we well we discussed that what a couple weeks ago about like people getting upset like with the wrestlers and what oh yeah it, it's just it's keyboard warrior stuff and it's unnecessary right so it is but uh anything else I got nothing else on my plate so I got I got one little thing that oh, okay that that it's uh well we have five six days until opening day oh we need to get Kurt in here yeah we do um. But with that being said, on um, it was last weekend, or was, yeah, it was last Sunday. That is the twentieth anniversary of this. I don't know what you would call it, but it's the 
but it was funnier than it all. Bizarre. We'll call it uh, a bizarre moment. <laughs> a bizarre moment in baseball history, spring training. So on this, on March twenty first, um, Randy Johnson was playing in a spring training game. Yeah, you know, and, and if anybody has seen Randy Johnson throw a baseball, oh my gosh, you get out of the way. <laughs> but when he was throwing this baseball this particular day, yeah, it wasn't a person; it was a bird, a dove, I believe, that got he nailed. It was on accident. He nailed this bird while. Mid, yeah, I'm mid flight, mid flight, and mid pitch. So he couldn't stop because it would have been a bulk. Yeah. So he threw the ball, and all you saw was feathers. <laughs> and so I saw that. I was like, eh, maybe, maybe we'll bring it up on the show. Yeah. So I thought it was a, it was a bizarre anniversary. So it was like, eh. We'll talk about it. I was about to say, stuff like that will always be remembered, and then people will always bring it up or something. Where Uh, were you when Randy Johnson killed a bird? Yeah, killed a bird or made a bird explode. And that, I still, I mean, because that was 20 years ago. That's 2001. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh,. That's just ridiculous. We're old, Charlie. I, I can't. We're be- old. I can't believe it's twenty years old because I keep on thinking, oh, Randy Johnson's only been retired for a couple of years now. That happened about I don't know, late in his career. Yeah, and that so it wasn't that long ago. And but this now- is while he was playing for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, just to clarify that. Yeah, yeah, because two thousand and one was the year that we had nine um, eleven. Yeah. And then the Arizona Diamondbacks went on to beat the New York Yankees in the World Series. Yes. Thank you, Luis Gonzalez. Shut up, Charlie. I'm sorry. I wasn't Shut a, up. I wasn't a Yankee fan back then, even with 9-11. So it wasn't the Red Sox. It doesn't matter. As long as the Yankees lost, that's all that matters. <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, I just I thought I'd mention that, you know, little little fun yeah thing to mention it, so. it's one of those things that's just weird and it's like wow what are the chances of that happening again i mean they're they got to be astronomical because one he didn't even see the bird at all no and, and the a... bird was just like oh look at all these people around here what are they doing which which person's hot dog am i going to steal or which piece of popcorn am i going to grab and he just gets blasted by a <laughs> Did, yeah, and the bird didn't even see the ball coming either. It, that's what makes it even better. It's like Randy didn't see the bird swooping down. The bird didn't know that they were playing a baseball game, and then it's just. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Peta, please do not call us. It was an accident. It was twenty years ago. Un- so. Unless it's uh, the PETA that stands for People Eating Tasty Animals. <laughs> ah, ah. I heard that one from my boss the other day, and I was like, oh, that is awesome. <laughs> I don't know how tasty a dove would be, but no. eh, it's what, it is what it is. I'm sure there's a culture out there that does eat them, but I, I don't know. Uh, who, you never know. who knows what that is. Ready so. for a sober last call? Yes, a sober last call. Uh, <laughs> I'll let you shake it up. All right. Since, and then I'll go. I'll, you're you're going to pick? It. All I'm right. I'm going to pick. Since Daniel. Uh, he picked last week. He picked last week, so. Yeah, let, me, 
let me see what we get here. It was on trash talking last week and we'll get, we'll how get, we thought about it. Get deep down in there. Alright, All let's right. see here. What we got? Um, Carefully opening. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather go to a Packers game or Heritage Classic in the winter? Okay. So, it's the yeah. two cold... It's probably... Yeah, I wrote these, so yeah, it's, so it's my thinking that goes behind all these. So, essentially, what I was thinking is, okay, these are probably the two most coldest games in the winter. Okay. And the, the Heritage Classic is a Canadian thing. Okay. I've heard of it, and I've watched a couple games. But. So, it's always between two Canada teams, um, and, it's, and it's played outside yeah. up in Canada. And that, and then everybody always talks about like how Lambeau Field playing in Green Bay, Wisconsin, snow, blizzard, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I, I I remember pictures from this past uh, postseason when Green Bay was hosting Tampa Bay. Yeah. And uh, I saw pictures from a buddy of mine who went to the game, and he was in his coveralls. He had like a not only just the face mask that yeah. you were required to wear into the stadium, but also he had, like, a thermal shield. He, I mean, he was bundled head to toe. All you could really see was the nose and the eyes. Yeah. And that, and he, he even was saying he didn't bring enough hand warmers and that for that game. And I was just like, oh, man, what could be colder? Going to Canada, watching a hockey game, uh, between two hockey, between yeah. two Canadian hockey teams, no American, no Boston versus Toronto or whatever, and then or going to Green Bay and watching the Packers, like let's say in January and it's the playoffs or something. Yeah. And I, to me, this is tough because yeah. you hear you hear horror stories about going to Lambeau and people like freezing yeah. there, and then I'm thinking, well. Canada's just a couple more miles north. It's got to be colder, right? Right, right. So part of me is like, what what would I rather do? So I love hockey. I really do. But it's going to take a miracle for me to cross that Canadian border. (laughs) So I'd rather go to Lambeau Field and watch the Packers. Ah, okay. Well, I think think you know where I'm going to go with this too. But, uh, yeah, as much as I... I don't know. I don't have nothing against Canada or anything. I, I would, I I would love to go to Green Bay. Oh yeah. I mean, just just the mat. You you have as like with the Bruins or the Yankees or any anybody's favorite team. Let's per se say per se. Any of our listeners, if you have a favorite person or a favorite team or just a bucket list place to go. Yeah. That would be. Green Bay would be on that bucket list. Bucket list, yeah. yes. I mean, it just it'd be like, oh, you know, it'd probably be the same way I felt when I went to Notre Dame Stadium for a football game against Navy. It's just all that bundle, you know, balled up energy, ready to just go, yeah, blow up and explode, and like, oh my God, I'm finally here. Green Bay's had the longest, one of the longest histories in the NFL. Yeah, they're one of the first teams. Or yeah. Whatever. So yeah. that that right there is, and well, and they're owned by the, the by the citizens of Green Bay. Yeah, exactly. You, if you want a ticket, a season ticket, if you live move to Green Bay, good luck. You have to wait like it's season to... season tickets 
or inherited down from generations. I was about to say, they're inherited or somebody was single and didn't include them in the will. Yeah. (laughs) And they go up for uh, whoever's on the waiting list. Exactly. So, I mean, it's that's how ridiculous it is to get tickets. A guy I used to work with, he went up to uh, Lambeau for a Bengals-Packers game. This had to be like a couple years, maybe three or four years ago when uh, the Bengals played up at Lambeau against the Packers. I was like, Jeff, Grammy, I don't care what it is, just Grammy something from Lambeau. So he brings back sunglasses. I was like, not what I was expecting, but hey, it works. So, I mean, it, it just... I yeah, that's my final answer. I, I definitely go. I love hockey too, but I would rather go to Green Bay and freeze my ass off than go to Canada and freeze my ass off. So <laughs> I was about to say I was th- I was just thinking about this. Let's take it just a little step further here. Okay. And that so you chose land if um, what conditions or who I shouldn't say conditions. Let's say you didn't pick Lambo and you picked the Heritage Classic instead. Okay. What two hockey teams? from Canada would you want to watch in that game if you went to the Heritage Classic? Because I, I was just thinking about that. I, was like, I would say I would say, I would say the Maple Leafs and uh, Vancouver. Hmm. Interesting. Because we, we had this discussion about when we did the, the, what, the, what, the what, te- what teams. We don't want to go to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, I would love to see Vancouver and Toronto play outside. If not, if what was where at Toronto or Vancouver doesn't really matter. Okay, I mean, you know, if you go to Toronto, you there's things to do around there. You know, if you go to Vancouver, you just cross the border and go to Seattle. So, um, I was about to say I have an aunt who's from Canada, and she's lived in both Vancouver and Toronto. Yeah, and I, I think she said she preferred. Uh, I think she preferred Vancouver over Toronto. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'd have to ask her. I, I know she doesn't listen to this show yeah. or anything, So, but uh, I'm pretty sure she did say Vancouver over Toronto was her favorite place to live. Yeah. Um, for me, if I had to choose, uh, Toronto, I think, would definitely be one of the teams. Um, the other ones? Uh, I'd pick Winnipeg. Winnipeg versus Toronto would be okay. would be my would be my two teams if I wanted to go see it and if it was in Winnipeg. Okay. If we're gonna go cold, let's go cold here. Let's go Winnipeg. I can't do like extremely cold. Oh, I, 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 yeah. I was about to say. I mean, I've I've I mean the the Giants game that we talked about yeah. the day after Christmas. Oh. That was. I mean, I was in coveralls for that game. And uh, I didn't work. I mean, any Bengals gear that I had was underneath my coveralls. Yeah. The only way you knew I was a Bengals fan is if Bengals scored, and I was like, "Yeah!" or whatever. So, I but um, what? Okay, so then we both picked Lambo. Would it matter who the Green Bay Packers played if you went to Lambo, or or would there be a matchup you would look forward to the most? You know what? I, I would. I'm a Bengals fan, but I it I I would know the outcome of that game. I would say if you want if you want to go to Green Bay and you want to see a real great football game, mm-hmm. you have to go with one of the division the, the divisions. They're rivals. The hell with the Lions because they ain't worth a shit. Mm. So it would either be Chicago or Minnesota, and I would 
I would lean more to Minnesota. Really? Yes. I was thinking Chicago. And uh, I was thinking if I, if I if I wanted to go to Lambeau so much to watch a Green Bay Packers game, I would hope it would be Chicago versus Green Bay. Okay, well, I it just I don't know why I said Minnesota, but <laughs> it just it would be everybody has their preference. It'd be that be like something to different instead of seeing oh the Bengals and Green Bay, you know, or the Packers and the Cowboys, or the Packers or the Forty ers which. I wouldn't mind seeing the Packers and the 49ers play. Go Pack because I can't stand the freaking 49ers. <laughs> so, it is what it is there, my friend. Yep. Yes, it is. All right, guys. I think that's the end of our show. Yeah. And that uh, thanks for listening. Please be sure to go and subscribe to the show wherever podcasts are, wherever this podcast is available. Apple, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Breaker. I said, uh, was it? Radio Public and Overcast. Um, still not on Google yet. Sorry, folks. And then also be sure to follow the show. Uh, follow Mike on Twitter now at at gloves Mike. And then follow Drop the Gloves, a sports podcast on Facebook. And then at Drop the Gloves podcast on Instagram. We will try to keep you guys entertained until the next episode drop. Mike, you got anything left to say? That's all, my friend. All right. Guys, have a great week. We'll see you again next time.